I hope you're not having a day on the road like I was just having today, but you probably are because that's why you're listening to Stay Awake While Driving. I'll tell you briefly what happened to me if you tell me how your day is going. Right after we're done with this introduction, let's get started. I was driving back today from my grandmother's. She lives about two hours away. I thought I was doing really well. I was bebopping down the road with some good music. I felt alert and attentive. And then whammo-bammo, it's like I hit a wall and I was just about ready to fall asleep. I struggled back to the surface and I thought about topics for today's podcast. I'm not just making that up. I really did. So I raced to my recording equipment and here I am. And I hope you're behind the driver's seat today and and had the foresight to realize that you were falling asleep and needed some help, some entertainment, and so you're listening to this podcast. Let's get right into the five-word challenge for today. You get a point for every word you remember by the end of the podcast, plus you get bonus points if you know what these words have in common. You're going to get this one today. First word is mug, M-U-G, mug. Means nothing yet, but this is going to help you right here. The next word is sprecher. S-P-R-E-C-H-E-R. Sprecher. The next word is bark. B-A-R-Q. The fourth word is dad. D-A-D. And the final word is actually just letters. A and W. If you don't know what these have in common... You don't live in the United States, I'm thinking. The five words are mug, sprecker, bark, dad, A&W. We'll come back to them in a bit. I have to tell you, I have sort of a fun memory prompt for today. I think everybody tries this. If you are someone who hasn't, we're going to have to play it a little bit differently. But here's the question. When you were a kid, did you ever try to run away from home? There we go. That's not. That's a way of putting it. Did you ever try to run away from home? Even if you just had a plan or thought about it or what was the thing that made you really angry or where you're like, I'm going to run away from home, even if you never did. What made you want to leave? What did you pack or what did you think about packing? And if you actually left the house, how far did you get? And then what happened? What was the fallout? I have an embarrassing story that goes along with this. So I hope yours is equally as embarrassing so that I can chuckle along with you while you chuckle along with me. You can either tell me your story right now, put this on pause, or if you need some inspiration, yes, I will share my story with you. Remember, as you go along, say your story out loud. It really helps. Honestly, today, as I was driving home from grandma's, I was saying these things out loud, and it helped me stay awake. Add detail, even the embarrassing stuff. Here I go with my example. I am odd in the fact that I left home, I ran away from home, not because I was mad. As a matter of fact, in our photo album, our family photo album, my mother still has the letter I wrote when I ran away. Oh my gosh. And it says something to the effect of, I'm not mad, I just want to go and see the world. See, that started off early. That's a trend. That's a theme. I have since very much enjoyed seeing the world, but... It was not under the guise of I'm running away to see the world. I spent a lot of time planning this escape adventure. I am a planner. This also has carried through to my real life, if you will. When I pack for a trip, it takes me weeks. I literally take weeks to pack. Everything I'm going to put in my bag, I think about a lot, especially when I'm flying. Anyway, back to the running away. I did the same thing, and I packed up the radio flyer wagon, and I got everything all nice and tidy in there. I figured out a way to attach it 
to the back of my bike. It was with rope, and that ended up being a disaster because the wagon kept wanting to smack into the back of my back tire, which almost resulted in bicycling disasters. But it really slowed me down. I got dressed in the middle of the night. I had hidden that wagon somewhere. I got that out, tied it up to the back of my bicycle, and I was off. And my original plan was I was going to ride for miles and miles and miles. Well, that gosh darn wagon kept messing things up. It would tip over. It would run into the back of my bike. I finally turned down the trail, kind of like a a logging trail, and bumpity bumped down there for a ways. I'm like, oh, this is just, this is not going the way I planned at all. I'm going to have to maybe go a shorter distance, but find a really nice hidden location so that nobody will find me. So I went off, which it seemed like in the middle of the night, as a little kid, out and about on a great adventure, it felt like I went for miles. As it turns out, it was maybe half a mile tops, but I was back on one of these logging roads. I set up camp. I had a tent. I put it up in the middle of the night by flashlight. I was off to see the world. This was my first stop. In the morning I got up, I started a campfire. I was starting to, I think, heat up water for tea or something. And that's when my dad found me. Dad wasn't upset with me. He hardly ever got mad at me. He was more worried. But I got home and my mother was annoyed. She was ticked off. And what's more, she had called the police. She had called the police to tell them that I had run away and that they needed to go look for me. To this day, I am embarrassed about that. I don't know why, because really, what was the fallout? But my mother called the police because I left a note on her bedroom door saying, don't look for me. I'm okay. I'm off to see the world. By the way, I'm not upset. But you know, dad, he made the sense <laughs> I'm sure mom sent him out and said, go look for her. But I mean, he made the sensible association of going down those old trails that we had walked down many a time on family walks and found me almost immediately. I never ran away again. Okay, that's not entirely true. I did, as a matter of fact, as an adult, when I was kind of having a mental breakdown, I did get in my car and drive to California. And that was starting from the Midwest. I hadn't packed anything that time. So That tells you what my mental state was. That's another story for another episode, for sure. The end. End of story. You tell me yours. Are we destined to do ridiculous things as kids and as adults? I'm pretty sure the answer to that is 100% guaranteed yes. Speaking of 100%, let's see if you can get 100% on trivia today. You get a point for everyone you get correct. Here we go. What does the C in... CAT scan stand for? Computerized. Which former heavyweight boxing champion was nicknamed The Real Deal? Evander Holyfield. One of two original founders of a major department store chain died when the Titanic sank in 1912. Name the department store. It's Macy's. What carries blood away from the heart? And we're talking like veins or arteries. And the answer is arteries. Name the author who wrote To Kill a Mockingbird. Harper Lee. There are three members of the animated singing group The Chipmunks. One is Alvin, one is Simon, and the third one is... 
Theodore. Do, 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 do. Name the classic rock band whose hits include Lola. Hello, Lola. And you really got me. The Kinks. Name the actress nominated for the Oscar Award for Best Actress four times between 1991 and 1996. A couple of the films during that period of time that she was nominated for were The Client and Thelma and Louise. Susan Sarandon. And finally, name the popular musical set in Russia based on the story of Tevya and his daughters. Answer is Fiddler on the Roof, and that is trivia. Let's do a quick rehash of the five-word challenge today. Quick, because you already know them, I'm pretty sure, at least a few. I'm going to go with you know at least three, four, five, and you know what they have in common. Here we go. Mug, Sprecker, Bark, Dad, and A&W. We'll come back to those at the very end, and you can tell me what they have in common. You're bursting at the seams to tell me already, but you have to hang on to that information till the very end. Do you know what? Recently, as I record this podcast episode, it was the celebration of the Queen of England's Platinum Jubilee, Queen Elizabeth, on the throne for 70 years. So in honor of that, we're definitely going to do some British to American English word Boy, do I really have to get a title for this. I'm going to give you a British word, and you're going to tell me the American English equivalent. And if I've already done some of these in other episodes, that's just good for you. That's then now uh, not a trivia question. It's a memory question. And it's because I have two different lists of these, and I've completely confused myself on which ones I've used. The first British term is ground floor. What is the American English equivalent? First floor. It's what we consider, you know, you walk in off the street, that's the first floor. In England, they call it the ground floor. Trainers. Trainers. Those are sneakers. Puncture. The noun. Darn it, I've had a puncture. That would be like a blowout, a flat tire. Railway. The British word is railway. This one's pretty obvious. In the U.S., that is called a... Railroad. Reverse charges. That is to call collect. Can you still do that? I mean, I suppose you can. I just, wow, I haven't heard of anybody doing that in a long time. Waistcoat. That's one word. Waistcoat. W-A-I-S-T-C-O-A-T. That's the British word. And the U.S. equivalent is? Vest. Tin. T-I-N. What is a tin? In U.S. English, we more commonly call it a can. And we'll end on this one, spanner. There's a spanner in the works. A wrench. Good job, point for every one of those you got correct. Oh, did I just hear you say my line? And points are worth absolutely nothing. Good job, you're learning. Our running away story might have been a shorter memory, or depending on how involved your story was and how far you got, it might be a long one. We're going to do kind of another uh, maybe shorter one 
today for you. And uh, I try not to dwell on the depressing memories or things that really make you cringe. Now, I have to admit that Runaway One does make me cringe, and your story might as well. And this one is probably also going to make you cringe or at least remember something that gives you a shiver. So why? Why am I doing two of these in one episode? I don't know. I apologize. Hopefully they aren't just horrible memories that bring you down while you're driving. But here we go with the next prompt. Have you ever needed stitches for anything? Broken a bone? And how did you end up with these injuries? What kind of crazy thing did you do to end up with stitches or a broken bone? My cousin's kid, she's, how old is she? She's four, and she's broken two bones and had open-heart surgery. Now, that wasn't her fault. She had a something that just didn't form right in her heart. But that kid, I'm like, geez, you know, the next time you take her to the emergency room, they're going to wonder about you. She really just falls off her bike a lot. But anyway, uh, I have never had a broken bone or needed stitches for some accidental sort of thing uh, for a surgery, yes. But here's the thing that went on with me health-wise when I was a kid. Now, pause me if you're going to tell your story first. Otherwise, if you need some inspiration. My big thing when I was a kid is I got strep throat all the time. Oh, I got a tickle in my throat. Mm, Strep throat. And I'd go to this clinic. And I remember the clinic. It was kind of an older building. That building was unique in that it was originally built as a hospital. And it was, the money for it was raised one penny at a time. They had a penny fundraiser. But to me, as a little kid, I'm like walking into this old school kind of old hospital medical building. And I remember exactly how that room looked, the waiting room. You walked in and there was a window on the left and you talked to the receptionist and they're like, yep. Go sit in that cattle car, people, and wait your turn. And I'd be sitting there feeling miserable. And then we'd go in and I'd get, what what would they give me? Antibiotics? Something liquid that I had to drink for several days. And I always got that every time. Strep throat. Oh, yep, you have strep throat. Here you go. Prescription. See you. Bye. Again, my parents were not well off when I was a kid. So the going to the, you know, it cost some money. And so finally, it got to the point Oh, boy. I just realized this story is going to make my mom sound like an ogre, but I I do not hold this against her. Maybe, you know, and to be fair, maybe I said, I don't want to go again to that building and sit there and wait and go talk to the doctors. You know, I I could have been that person. Anyway, whatever happened, we didn't go. I got worse. I got worse. I felt terrible. I couldn't talk. Missed a bunch of school. We finally went to the doctor. Either I gave in, mom gave in. And this time, they said, well, congratulations. Now it's gone from strep throat to scarlet fever. I tell you, that was the last time mom ever hesitated to take me in when I was feeling poorly. Also, though, at that time, the doctor said, this was when they were like, oh, let's take tonsils out for everything. And they said, you know, if you get strep throat one more time, we're going to take your tonsils out. I don't know the medical anything behind that. Is that good? Is that bad? Does that really help with strep throat? I don't know. But as a kid, I remember that threat. Oh my gosh, if I get strep throat one more time, I'm going to have to have surgery. So for some reason, I never got strep throat again. And to this day, I have my tonsils. Now you get to tell your story. Have at it. How'd you break a bone? Why'd you end up with stitches? If you're like my dad, you have multiple stories. If you feel like sharing multiple stories, go ahead. The point is to get you further down the road, so fire away. 
Let's wrap up this episode now that we've had a couple of memory prompts that possibly kind of brought you down in the dumps a little bit or made you think of some some memories that give you cringes. Let's end this on a positive note because I feel like you have indeed memorized the five words for the five-word challenge today. And I absolutely know that you know what these five words have in common. Tell them to me right now if you would, please. You got them right. My fingers are crossed for you. Mug, Sprecker, Bark, Dad, A&W. And what do they have in common? They're root beer. They're all brands of root beer. Good job. Lots of points for you today. And on that note, we must end this episode. Please do visit my website when you get the chance while you're not driving. Stayawakewhiledriving.com. Tell me some ideas for various five-word challenge-y things. I have a few topics for future episodes, but I definitely need more. That would be awesome. How you feeling? A little bit more awake than you were when you started? I really hope so. Please tell me yes, just to make me feel better. No, don't do that because that is not the point. My point of doing this is to make you feel better, more confident, more alert, more awake while driving. Till we talk again next time, you take care. Take care.